Live on the Exeter Sports Network, it's Exeter Boys Wrestling. Brought to you by Penn State Health St. Joseph. On the web at PennStateHealth.org. Meg's Quilted Memories, stitching together your life story. And the Reading Royals. Now to the mat. Here's your announcer, Mike Boyer. Welcome back, everyone, to the Exeter Blue and White Duels for the Exeter Eagles today at home hosting their dual team tournament. Uh, we're in our break session right now, the bye session, finishing up here in a few minutes with round three. Um, right now on the mat is Conestoga Valley and Southern Lehigh. Conestoga Valley dominating this match as, as they've done the first two matches in their bracket here in Pool B. Uh, Exeter 1-1 one one of the day so far. First match against Southern Lehigh. Um, Exeter was able to win that match and, and, and very convincingly. And then in round two, we kind of let it get away from us uh, with Red Lion. Uh, a few matches didn't go our way. We lost a lot of the toss-up close matches, and we, we lost by a score of nine points. And so that will take us here to the fourth round because uh, the third round's our bye round. But I want to touch on uh, a little bit about the, uh, the century mark that we're looking at here potentially for two of our wrestlers today in Nick Nettleton and in Johnny Miller. Uh, we talked about the guys who um, are on the board right now. We, we talked about what it takes to get on that board and, and get there. And we talked about the first wrestler being Jesse Ryder back in 2004 with 105 wins. And then the last one being um, Denny Karras back in 2018. Though Denny had his 100th win in 2017, uh, prior to Oscar Daniels getting his 100th win. So if you want to argue about who got the last 100 wins, it would actually be Oscar Daniels in 2017. Denny got his his junior year in 2017, graduated in 2018. But anyhow, semantics is that part. As we look at two guys today, Nick Nettleton and Johnny Miller going for their 100th win. Uh, Nick Nettleton in this next match, if he's successful, uh, which I, I do believe he will be, he will join the century mark and get his name um, enshrined on the wall forever, if you will, uh, and have immortality here for Exeter Wrestling. And then that'll be quickly be forgotten when Johnny Miller wins two matches later and gets his 100th win, and then he himself will put himself with Nick on that board. So I'm sure there's been, uh, I know twice in Exeter history, we've had two wrestlers win 100 matches in the same year, Jerry. But this will be the first time ever that we've had two wrestlers win 100 match on the same day. And I can't imagine too many schools around the nation have had two wrestlers on the same day get their 100th win. You know, I certainly wouldn't have thought of that as a, uh, a, a, as a milestone marker, but it really is, isn't it? It's, it's like 100 wins. I, like, I can't even imagine the amount of work that goes into 100 wins. You know, you, you think about it, you look at the gym over here, and obviously Nick's family's all here, Johnny's family's all here. I've known John Miller. Uh, I know Johnny Miller since he was a little boy. Uh, his dad and I, Greg Miller, wrestled together through our high school careers. Uh, his grandparents are here. Um, you know, his, his uncle's here, stuff like that. It is a huge um, milestone, you know, for any young man who wrestles to get to 100 wins. And, you know, it's kind of been a little watered down the last couple of years because of the number of matches we've wrestled. But here's the thing you have to remember about both Nick and Johnny. They're going to get 100 wins in their four-year career. But last year was COVID. We oh. wrestled 
we wrestled literally one-third of the matches you normally get in a regular season. And so they're still hitting this, this milestone, as, as we're talking about, going through COVID. And so you're going to see a lot of kids who were in potential to get 100 wins, but because of that COVID year last year, lost that opportunity to get 100 wins. And so that, that kind of weighs a little heavy, and that kind of shows what these two have done. You talk about the dedication and, and all the sacrifice they, they and their families have made. you got to throw COVID into it as well. Mm-hmm. You know, since I've been doing these matches with you, I, I've grown a new appreciation for what wrestling is and what it does. Because the, the, the story I've been telling people over the last few days is uh, Sam Warzelek had a match the other day. And he and uh, his opponent, they grappled for the first two rounds. And at the end of the second round, Sam put the guy down to his knees. End of time. The ref points to the center to get them back. And the two of them were sitting there and heaving because they were just absolutely gassed. And that struck me as I watched them because it took them about five seconds to get up. And... It struck me, and I said, wow, man, that is a lot of work. You know, I agree. And I think the one thing is, is every sport has its own type of difficulty. Every sport has its own nuances and, and the conditioning, whatever it is. And I always look at certain sports, and I think, I think cross-country and swimming are probably two of the most difficult sports because most of the time you're by yourself. Right. There's no conversation with anyone. You're in the water swimming lap after lap after lap after lap you're, you're on the trail running you're out in the road running you're not having a conversation with people it's you and, and a lot of the people for swimming you know you're up early in the morning you're in a, a pool at 67 68 degrees and you're just swimming laps early in the morning you know the flip side of that is wrestling where you're always pushing yourself but you're literally carrying someone else's weight in the process of doing it and even if, like, you know, you talk about Sam Wurzlach's match from the other day where he and his opponent were kind of like, you know, tugging back and forth and hand fighting back and forth and working for position, as much as you might say, okay, well, that's just moving around, they're trying to move another person that weighs 215 pounds. Exactly. Um, you know, you're locked up against someone who's trying to impose their will upon you as you're trying to impose your will upon them. They're not just willing to let you push them around. They're not willing to let you just hang out on top of them. They're working. You're carrying their weight. And so I remember you, you, you saying when, when you saw Sam walk back, these two guys are exhausted. They are wiped out. And they still have two more minutes to go. Yeah. And, and I don't think there's any more difficult uh, in sports of six minutes than what you see in high school wrestling. That six-minute period of the three periods of, of two minutes for six minutes, if you go to six minutes, you are exhausted. Yeah, and, and, and the other thing with Sam on that day and what you're saying about being an individual and you're carrying another person you're actually using your muscles in two directions aren't you you're defending and going on offense you're on offense and defense yeah Yeah. you're you're defending at one point but looking for offensive opportunities or you're using offensive opportunities while still being prepared for a defensive situation right and so your brain's got to continue to just keep banging out you know synapse saying this 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 it's just constant movement when you see you know, we see guys like Nick Nettleton and Johnny Miller who are, are high-level wrestlers. It's one move after another, after another, after another. Yeah. There's a plan. There's a purpose to everything they do. You know, we see some of our younger freshmen. It's one move and then, hey, next move and then, hey, what am I doing? 
next move. And, and that's where that flow comes into it, that fluidness in the sport. And when you see two guys, when you watch college wrestling on TV, you just see absolutely two guys who are nationally ranked guys. It is such a thing of beauty. Uh, just see how much. I, I know you're a big soccer fan. I, I enjoy watching soccer. When it's two good teams and yep. you see how well they pass the ball, when you see every ball is, is when it's passed and they receive the ball and it stops right there. It doesn't roll five feet away. They have to chase down. And they're able to do that all the time, full speed. Uh, I just think, like I said, every sport has its own beauty and what it is and the difficulties. But I think when you look at wrestling, you know, for those upper-level guys, it's that constant motion and, and flow. And you're exhausted. I mean, it's a hard workout. And so we're going to see two guys say who are going to be rewarded for probably 13 years of, of wrestling here. Because I, I know Johnny started when he was in kindergarten. I think Nick did as well. Wow, man. And, and you think about how many matches they've wrestled, how many matches mom and dad have been to, grandmom and granddad. I see Mr. Miller walking in the gym right now. Uh, Johnny's grandfather, <coughs> excuse me, um, coming to the gym. And so, again, today's a big day for these two guys. It's not just a big day for them. It's a big day for your program. You think about it, wrestling's been around Exeter since the, the early 60s. There's mm -hmm. 14 guys up there. Now, we've had some very good wrestlers, uh, Tim Hefley, Harry Einzig, who, who went on to the state tournaments and stuff like that. But back then, they, they wrestled three years, and if they were fortunate, they got 30 matches in a year. Yep. Well, they have 90 wins. If, if they were undefeated their whole career, they have somewhere between 80 to 95 wins. The opportunity to be a 100-match winner wasn't around back then. There just okay. weren't enough matches. And so that's the one thing you have to think about as you look at what's happening here. The sport has changed so much in the fact that competitions now, each team gets 25 competitions. Okay. Um, so a day like today is five-competition day. Um, you go to a, a regular tournament, it only counts as two competitions. Mm -hmm. uh, you might get five matches in there. And so these are the things you see a, a part of the sport of wrestling where, and I, and I told you this before, when you watch kids, you watch a, a day like today uh, when we were at Octorera uh, two weeks ago, and I said to you, you're going to see guys get hurt, injured, yep. beat up. Their faces are going to be puffy and red. Yep. Um, we, we saw a number of guys get injured at Octorera, unfortunately. Um, that's just the brutality of the sport at the same time. Right. Uh, this is, it, it is a battle. Um, you know, it's not a fight, but it is a battle that, that two guys are working out to, again, the end of the day is to put you in your back and pin you. Um, my job is to pin you. Your job is to pin me. And, and, and that's what we're working towards. And everything that happens in between there is, is part of the sport. And, uh, you know, we, we see that each match is going out. I, I've always said, even when I coached at the junior high level, when I'd get young kids out for wrestling who had never wrestled before and, and they would do it the first time, I would tell them, hey, I'm, I'm so proud of you for the fact that you went on that mat by yourself. Right. There's no help on that mat. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I love all types of sports, but, you know, w w the wrestlers always make the same joke. In basketball, when the guy dribbles past you, what's the first thing you yell? You yell, help. Somebody get him. Yeah, you yell, help, so your defense can collapse on the, on the, the basketball. You can yell, help, all you want out here. <laughs> no one's coming to help you, okay? <laughs> Help comes in your form and your form only. Yeah. And so I think that's one of the things. And, and, and we see two wrestlers over here that wrestled a match before. Um, you know, Dalton Boyer and Conlon Boyer. Dalton Boyer from Redline and Conlon Boyer from uh, Exeter. Conlon a freshman, Dalton a senior. Here's two boys who never met before, but here they stand talking about both of their next matches. And what did the guy you do wrestle that guy? And what did he do? And, and this is kind of the sport. This is a sport unto itself. Nobody cares about wrestling outside wrestling people. 
Nobody comes to support it or watch it. You rarely see administrators here watching wrestling. Yeah, it never happens. The truth. You will see you will see administrators at all other sports. You'll never see them at wrestling unless your school's a wrestling school. Yeah. And and you know, Exeter's won district championships, they've had state champions, and rarely do we see administration come and, and support our, our young wrestlers, both now women's and men's or girls and boys uh, wrestling. And so yep. It's just kind of interesting that this sport is onto itself, and and there's a, a mutual respect among all the wrestlers in the room because they understand what each other's doing and, and what it's yeah. about. Yeah, you see them shake hands at the end of the bout, and it's not it it, it 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 is quick, but it's not perfunctory because you see them look at each other. They're not looking down at the floor. They're looking at each other when that when that handshake happens. Yeah, and, and I think the other thing is at the end of the match, you kind of walk through the line, you shake hands, and then you kind of meet up afterwards and say, hey, nice match, you know, this, that, and whatever. But it, it's just that the, the respect factor is there in the fact that I know how hard you must be working in the room. I know how hard I'm working in the room. Yep. And, and, and this is what makes our sport beautiful and great. And so we just saw Conestoga Valley defeat uh, Southern Lehigh here to end round three. We'll have Exeter and Archbishop Ryan coming up shortly after this. We're going to step away for placing commercial spots here and come back with the start of our fourth round match, uh, third match for Exeter, one-on-one of the day. You're listening to the Exeter Sports Network. Of course I was unprepared. your toughest health challenges without ever leaving your home. Penn State Health On Demand lets you see a health care provider on your schedule from wherever you are. Simply open the free app on your smartphone, tablet, or computer and meet one-on-one -on -one with board-certified experts in urgent care and select specialties. You can get a diagnosis, request a prescription, and even get a referral if needed. Learn more at pennstatehealth.org forward slash on demand. Don't throw away your favorite t-shirts just because you don't have room to store them. Make them into a memory quilt. Meg's Quilted Memories turns your old t-shirts into a quilt, one that you can cherish for a lifetime or give as a yeah, gift. These high quality, fully customized t-shirt quilts are made right here in Reading. They're perfect to give or get for any occasion, including your favorite 2022 graduate. Meg's Quilted Memories, stitching together your life story. Visit them at MegsQuiltedMemories.com. It's the Exeter Sports Network. The arena's been shut. The ice has been melted. The stands have been empty. But a new day has dawned. The lights are back on. The ice is frozen. The boys are back. It's time to get back to hockey. Your Running Royals and the ECHL are back at Santander Arena. Get your tickets now. We'll sell you the whole seat, but you'll only need the edge. 
Seasons Cafe in Flying Hills scratches your gourmet itch. Chef Joe Church has been serving Redding's culinary community for 35 years with delicacies like sea bass, Norwegian trout, galamad, and the house favorite, sautéed soft-shell crabs. Seasons has a TripAdvisor rating of 4.9 out of 5 and serves breakfast, lunch, and dinner Wednesday to Sunday with a Sunday brunch to live for. That's Seasons Cafe in the Flying Hills Center. Check us out on Facebook for hours of operation. Now let's get back to the match on the Exeter Sports Network. And we're back here for round four, match number three for the Eagles today here at the Blue-White Duels in Exeter High School. If you had an opportunity to be listening just a few moments ago, you heard the big update from the Premier League over in Great Britain. I think it's English soccer, not sure. Uh, yes, Jerry, have to help Mike. me out. But Leeds, Leeds is losing to Newcastle 1-0 um, in the second half. So It's it, upsetting the entire uh, relegation picture, Mike. Okay, and, and the relegation picture, I assume, is the hierarchy of who always wins. No. no. I'll explain it to you sometime. All right, never mind. Well, again, so apologies to you folks. I forgot to shut my mic off. <laughs> <laughs> so, again, Newcastle 1-0 over Leeds as, as they go <laughs> to the middle of the second, second half there. But don't worry, there will always be extended time. And, Jerry, the one thing I love about soccer is this. Guys will go down as if they're dying. They bring out that magical spray. They spray their ankles after the red card or yellow card's given, and they're right back up. That spray could save the world if they just send it out to other people. Only European soccer keeps that spray, and probably a little more Italian. But that's it. I don't understand why no one else has that spray in the world. It is my concept that those guys go down and grab their ankles and, and their hip and whatever else because, they're, you know, they're gassed. You know, you, you've just run for 60 minutes. You're tired. Hey, let's give everybody two minutes to get their breath. So you're saying it's not so much the spray as it's just that they're not able to keep going. They're not tough enough. I don't know anything about this tough enough thing that you keep saying. But uh, I will tell you to run for 60 minutes straight. I've watched a lot of a soccer second. games in my life. I've never seen anyone run the entire 60 minutes. Well, then you're not paying attention. All right. Well, I'm not paying attention. But I am paying attention to Exeter Wrestling today. And so, again, we are into our third match here. Exeter 1-1 one -one on the day. Uh, Archbishop Ryan, the Raiders from the Philadelphia Catholic League, come into today. Um, their head coach, John uh, Swift, is his ninth season. Uh, coach Swift is 115-81. Uh, oddly enough, Archbishop Ryan has never had a state medalist, which kind of shocks me. Um, their all-time wins leader is uh, Nick uh, Marciano, who was 110 and 41, but did not place at states. He was a district qualifier twice in their region, and that is it. So, interesting enough, um, they have a young man this year, uh, Sean O'Toole, at 120 pounds, 120, 126. Uh, he's probably about 19 and five on the season right now. Uh, was second last year in the Philly Catholic League. Very good wrestler. Someone extra's got to understand where he's coming out in the mat. Uh, not sure if we'll actually face him. Uh, if we'll forfeit to him, we'll see what happens here. But we'll start today's match at 126. And uh, moving on from there at 126, uh, we'll see how it goes. But again, um, excitement here today building on this match as Nick Nettleton looks to secure his 100th career win and put himself in the 100 wins club, uh, which is, as we talked about, a milestone for, for any wrestler. And so that's exciting to see as we're, as we're going on here. Uh, I can see the balloons are, are, are back around there. 
in the background for the hundred. The good thing about two guys getting the same day, you only have to buy balloons once. <laughs> it's an it's a, an economic thing. Yeah, you know, hey, we, we, we get two signs with with one. I, I'd even have just like paste uh, Johnny's name over Nick's name and just buy one sign <laughs> and one set of balloons. You don't even have to waste the money. But um, you know, uh, this is why I keep you around. You're cheap. You, you're helping me with my cheapness. It's not cheap. It's just being frugal, I believe. <laughs> uh, frugality. I don't know if that's a word or not. But I will say one thing: the Exeter Mac Club does spend a lot of money, and uh, so I, I'm sure they've spared no expense for both the young men today, as uh, they're about to these milestone wins. As they should. Absolutely, absolutely. So, it looks like we're about to get started here. Update from Britain, Mike. Uh oh. Full time. Let me guess, it's tied. No. 2-1, New, 2-0. Newcastle has beaten Leeds. Oh, my one gosh. Zip. Well, there it is. There it is. The, whatever you called it, the registry, the... Uh, relegation. The relegation, the triumvirate. See, see, what happens is the bottom three teams go down to the pre, the, the, the lower league. Right. And, and then... The, the top teams from the lower league get to come up. Right, exactly. And so now this big win by Newcastle keeps them in. No, level. but it, 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 it takes them closer from the bottom. They, they now maybe move up to 17th. Oh, 17, wow. 18, or, or, or 18, 19, and 20 go down. 17 sounds like really the spot you're looking for then, right? I want to be really 17th does. in something. Hey, we played a competition. I was 17th. Sounds good to me. I, I'm with you. I'm it's, with you. Uh, hey, I, well, with Manchester City running away with the league, what about United? Relegation is it. What about Manchester United? How are they, they are doing? not great this year. Wow. Very middling. How about my top and hat? You mean Tottenham? Top and hat. Top and hat. I don't know them. That, that's from I know Tottenham. That's from Thomas the Train, and I just apply the Thomas the Train <laughs> name to that soccer team. <laughs> top and hat. Okay. He was the mayor, by the way, uh, when my kids oh, were little. Oh, Ringo Starr. Yeah, exactly. There you go. Ringo okay. Starr. Yeah. The, the, Pete, never mind, the fifth Beatle almost. All right, here we go. So captains have, shaked, uh, have uh, shook hands out here. We're about to get started right here. Red. Extra will be green. Red will be odd. So we're going to get started here right at 126 pounds. We've got some maintenance here on the floor in front of us. And let's see who um, Archbishop Ryan's going to send to the table here at 126 pounds. So Archbishop Ryan is 0-2 um, on the day. They were defeated by Conestoga Valley and by Red Lion. So this is a, a match for Exeter, hopefully, to uh, get themselves back in the win column. And I'm not sure what we're waiting for. Captains have come out. And we're waiting for Archbishop Ryan to send their wrestler out in the mat. And so they're going to send out, I would imagine in this situation here, uh, Sean Scanlon. So I think this is Sean Scanlon here. This should be Joey Henderson coming out for Exeter then. So it'll be Henderson and Scanlon here at 126. We'll bump the lineup up uh, away from O'Toole. 
So one of the things you learn in keeping the scorebook all these years is you never write anything in pen. So Scanlon and Henderson, 126, and we're underway here. This is the first bout of our third match today here at the Blue-White Duels. And Joey Henderson's into a front headlock here. Gets flipped through, but he keeps his balance, gets the takedown. He's got him down the pinning combination. Joey's got him here with a, a half Nelson in the right hand, underhooked with the left arm here. He's got Scanlon on his back. He's got plenty of time here, 120 to go. This is Joey's first match of the day. I think he received two forfeits so far this week, or on the day. So he's got plenty of time, still over a minute to go here. He's got to get his legs, he's got to get his legs free. Joey's got his legs cut. Now he's got his legs out to the side. Let's see what he does here. So 50 seconds to go here in the first period. His position hasn't changed. Now Joey's going to a, a, a reverse half, Nelson. Now he's stepping over the body. Good. Uh, and there's the fall. Uh, one minute and 24 seconds for Joey Henderson. 124 in the fall. Puts extra up 6 nothing. That'll go to 132. This will be Conlon Boyer. Not sure who this is for Archbishop uh, Ryan right now. They have a number of players this, in this spot. Boyer's got him down in front headlock here. Circles to his left. Locks up the leg. Steps over it. Has the takedown. Breaks him down the left. Runs the bar through. Has a wrist trap on the right side. Turns him over, has back points coming here. He gets the three count. Uh, this is Connor McGowan for um, Archbishop Ryan. Boyer gets three near fall. And we're out of bounds here. Or we have blood from somebody. So we got blood time. So we'll take a short break here as they're trying to clean up the blood. I know we just started, but we'll be right back after this short break. You're listening to the Exeter Wrestling Program on the Exeter Sports Network. your toughest health challenges without ever leaving your home. Penn State Health On Demand lets you see a healthcare provider on your schedule from wherever you are. Simply open the free app on your smartphone, tablet, or computer and meet one-on-one -on -one with board-certified experts in urgent care and select specialties. You can get a diagnosis, request a prescription, and even get a referral if needed. Learn more at pennstatehealth.org forward slash on demand. 
Let's get back to the match on the Exeter Sports Network. And we're back to live action here as McGugan gets to his feet. Condon Boyer lifts, trips him back down to the mat. Boyer works a bar on the left side, locks it up. Has the wrist trapped underneath. Now Boyer turns him to his back, has the bar in. He's got to reverse the half here now. He's got to work the half back, reverse the half. Nope, he's going to miss it. Uh, two near fall. Now he has the bar and wrist trap again. Runs it around the head. Magoo again bridges up as, as he's in the bars. Boyer now tries to roll in. Three seconds, he's not going to get it though. As that'll end the period. Three near fall. So it's 10 nothings. we go. 10 nothings. we go to the second period. Boyer's choice, he defers. And Magoo again takes neutral. Sarone, her feet in a tie. Gugan shoots to his left. Boyer sprawls back. <coughs> Post a hand here. Has the chin in the elbow. Spins to the right. Should have just thrown it by there. Locks up the front headlock here. Buries his head. He's got to chase the socks, we used to say back in the day. Now they just say step over, but we used to chase the socks. Trying to work a near side cradle here. Gets the takedown. Now 12 nothing. So now if he puts him on his back, he has to pin him or it'll only be a tech fall. So now he has it in tight. Has the bars in. He's got a minute to go. And McGewing is going to belly down. Yes, no, no. Khan has reverse half now. Now he's got a circle to it. He's got a circle to it. Yep, he's going to lose it there. And we're going to get near fall three here as they go out of bounds. And that's going to end it. Uh, time of the tech fall, three minutes and 33 seconds. So that'll take it to 11 nothing for the Eagles. As it ended up, let's go 15 nothing. That'll take us to, to 138 pounds. So Exeter, a little bit of an issue there. They sent a wrestler to the table that wasn't eligible. 
Not sure if Archbishop's going to say anything about it. Now they put Gavin Geary here. So this is Geary for Exeter. We're at 138 pounds. Exeter bumped their lineup here. So Gavin Geary uh, has a front headlock here. Gavin Geary with a little throw by. And now gets kind of stuck underneath here as the Archbishop Ryan Russell tries to circle behind him. Geary gets to his feet. And they break away. They're going to stop the match here for a headgear coming off. So this is wrestle um, for Archbishop is is Anthony Tazdowski. I mean, I butchered the young man's name. I apologize already, but it's it's Anthony Tazdowski. So Tazdowski against Gary here at 138 pounds. Gary in a single leg picks it up, lifts it up to his shoulder. He's gonna wrap his hand through and step through and trip now. Inside trip, that went for it went for an inside trip there, but takes him down. Give you an idea of how Anthony's last name is spelled. It's T-O-C-Z-Y-D-L-A-W-S-K-I. So very easy name to say. Um, Tokzowski. But Gavin Geary, who's easy to say, is up 2 nothing. Ten seconds to go as Tadowski gets to his feet. Geary tries to front trip. Tadowski spins and gets out. He's going to get a point here. There's the escape. It's 2-1 here. Four seconds left on our feet yet. It'll be Archbishop Ryan's wrestler's choice here in a second period. Let's see what Tadowski wants to do. He's going to take down. Just got out there, so obviously he feels confident to get out again. And Gavin breaks him down forward on the whistle here. Steps through the legs. Looking to throw a bar in here. Gavin's still riding hard here. Has a bulldog on the left side. Looking to throw a bar through. Now he goes for three-quarter Nelson. Not there. Goes to a head lever. Brings him flat. Now Tadowski gets back to his base here. Gavin kind of Drives forward from behind. Tries to roll him over his head here. Now he sits back with a tilt. Little hazard roll tilt there, but no avail as Tazdowski comes back to his base. Stalling on red. Archbishop Ryan's wrestler getting called for stalling here on the bottom. Now he works to his base. Brought back to the mat by Gavin Gary. Gavin trying to work a bar here. He's got a breakdown to Tazdowski flat. Let, let's see him on his base. He's, he's got to go A to B, not A to C. So he's got to get the breakdown here first. 
Tadaski again sits back out and spins, gets to his feet. Gavin can lift here. He's got a bear hug. Bring him back to the mat. Had it, missed the opportunity for the half now snare, but good job by Gavin Geary being physical in that situation. We're under 30 seconds to go. It'll be Gavin Geary's choice in the third period. If the score remains the same here for the last 20 seconds, it's 2-1 Geary. As Tadowski gets to his feet, and he gets run out of bounds. So red will be down, green will be top here. Tadowski's down here with the last 17 seconds. Geary gets on from the left side. Tadowski sits out quickly, turns back in. Gets to his feet. He's going to get the escape point here unless Gary can return him to. Seven seconds. Step through. There's the escape. One second to go. And that ends it. So Tadowski gets the escape here late in the second period. It makes it 2-2. Geary's choice. He selects down in a tie match here at 138 pounds. And we're underway in the last period here at 138. Geary gets to his feet. Gavin continues to work through. Tazowski lifts, returns him to the mat. Throws a half Nelson. Gavin peels it off as he looks away. Gavin gets back to his feet. Breaks free, but now Tazowski's down on the leg. Gavin, he got it broken. He's going to spin behind her. He's going to get the reversal here. He's got to keep working. Can't stop. Elevate down Turkey. There's the two for the reversal. Good job by Gavin Geary. Gets the two now. Minute and a half to go. He's got to work yet. He's got a two on one on the right side. As Tazowski gets back to his base here. He's gotten two escapes so far. Off a takedown from Gavin Geary and a reversal. Gavin sticking his head in the mat, looking for a power half. Now he goes to the head lever. We're under a minute to go here. It's a 4-2 lead for Gavin Geary. The freshman for Exeter, 138 pounds. Exeter bumped its entire lineup up from 120 up to this point here. So Henderson went to 26, Boyer went to 32, and now Geary at 38. he gets to his feet, stays inbounds. Geary turns it, and they're out of bounds. 31 seconds to go. It's 4-2, Gavin Geary on top. Obviously, Tessalzi's going to try and get himself out here. Gavin's got to hold him down. There's the whistle. Tessalzi sits out and tries to step back over. Geary blocks it. We're at 20 seconds to go here. Gavin's got to break him flat. Now he goes to a power half. 10 seconds to go. Laces the power half through the right side. He's got a bulldog on the left side. Just trying to bounce himself out. Four, three, two, and one. And that'll end the match. Winner by a 4-2 decision. Exeter's freshman, Gavin Geary. And that runs it to 14-0 for the Eagles with a fall, a tech fall, and now a decision.
This will be Alex Pfeffer here. Pfeffer at 45 against Raleigh Triansky of Exeter. Alex Pfeffer came in today 17 and eight in the season. He's a junior. Triansky hits the dump right there, puts Pfeffer to his back. Doesn't get back points though as Pfeffer works his way through. Pfeffer's a good German name. P-F-E-F-F-E-R. Triansky now runs a bar. Trying to circle the head. He's got the bar. Got the wrist. Good job by Riley here. He's got to cup the shoulder now. He lost the wrist. He's got to cup the shoulder as he runs this bar. He's got to get physical here. There it is. Rolls it through. Has two counts. He's going to get back points here. Has to keep hipping in. Nice job. Put Pepper back to his back. He's got to kind of settle himself back here. He's a little high. Now he settles himself down. He's got a minute and 10 to go. He's got the half in. So he gets the three near fall. So take down near fall three. Pepper works himself to his feet, turns back in, gets the escape. 5-1 now. Riley's getting right back to his offense. 38 seconds to go. Pepper goes to the wrist. Riley goes to a Russian to the left side. Tries to bump the Russian through. Now Pepper front headlocks hard. Takes Riley to the mat. Gonna try and step over here. Riley's got to face him. He's got to square up here. 20 seconds. He's got to square up and hold on to the elbow here. Front headlocks on. Unhook comes, you gotta control the elbow. Pepper spins the other way, gets the takedown. So it's 5-3, under 10 seconds to go here in the first period. And that ends the period. It'll be Triansky's choice up by a 5-3 score going to the second period. Triansky takes down. See a lot more Exeter fans coming into the gym here, knowing what's coming up in a few matches. Riley switches to his right. Kind of gets caught up as he tries to step over it. Now Pepper circles back through. Now he's got both hands on a single here. Riley's in this position, he can't, can't get a stalemate call here. He's, he's underneath Pepper with the, Pepper's right leg, two hands on it. Pepper's got the left ankle of Riley, trying to lift it through. Now Riley's got to give it up and go back down. Near side cradle's coming, just give it up and go back down, belly back down. Get your arms out of there. Now Pepper goes for the near side cradle. Triancy's got to get his left arm out. He's got his arm caught. Now he's all right. Pepper hooks the second leg behind now, walks it forward. He's got the near side cradle locked up. He's got both his legs behind Riley's leg. He's going to continue to circle through, put Riley to his back here. He has a two count. Now he has it all the way over. And there's the pin. Time of the fall, two, three minutes and uh, 19 seconds. 
So that puts Archbishop Ryan on the board 14 to 6 with the fall. As we go to 152 pounds. For Exeter, this will be Matt DePiro. And for Archbishop Ryan, this will be Nick Rafis, 17 and 7. Rafis against the Piro. And we're in the tie here. So Rafis, a junior, 17 and 7 on the season. Tries to slide by to Piro, a sophomore, having a very good season himself here. Piro shoots a single to the left, a high crotch single. He gets put down to his, his belly, and Rafe's going to step over and get the takedown here. And Rafe's has a near side cradle locked up now on DePiro. He runs it right over. Hooks the leg. See if he tries to work both legs behind, and he does. Matt's attacking the hands here. And now Rafe's has him stuck in the near side cradle. And there's the fall as well in 57 seconds. And that makes it 14 to 12 with the fall. And that'll bring us up here to 160 pounds. We have blood on the mat. So they're going to wipe the blood up. So Finn Strauss will come out here at 160 for the Eagles. Strauss, the sophomore, had a very good tournament last weekend at the Brooks County uh, Individual Tournament. And this is Daniel Kern. Kern is a junior. Finn right to the ankle pick, puts Kern to his back. Steps over the body, gets too near for the takedown as Kern comes back to his base. <clears throat> Finn on the aggressive attack right now. Tries to work through, cross arm, tries to pull the elbow in, he has it. Now he works to cross face cradle. Being cross face with the right hand, locks up the left tricep, and we're out of bounds. So on deck for the Eagles at 172 will be Nick Nettleton. in his pursuit for his 100th victory right after Finn Strauss's match here. Finn gives an escape up here to Kern and gets back to his feet. Again, hits the ankle pick. Puts Kern to his back this time. And Kern, again, bellies through after Strauss had him down there, picking up three more near fall. He now leads nine to uh, one. Now he straight arms it back over, and there's the fall for Finn Strauss in 51 seconds. And that'll take it to 20 to 12 as Nick Nettleton comes on the mat for what should be his 100th victory in his career. Nick put on the special white singlet today with Exeter down the back. One of the older Adidas ones. Nobody wears the white ones anymore. Going to be real, Coach Oswald telling him to be real smart here. So Nick Nettleton, 99 wins in his career, on the mat here, first period. Right. 
So this is Kai Nguyen against Nettleton. Nick has the takedown. Takes him over. He has a leg in. He, he turks the near leg. Has him over on his back. When belly's down, Nick works back out front, gives the escape. So we got one escape for Nguyen. Nettleton has a takedown. Near fall three, it's five nothing. Nick stalks in. Nick wearing the black tights under the white singlet today. White socks and white shoes. Goes to a tie-up. Duck on the right through to the takedown. Makes it seven to one. And we're out of bounds with 106 to go. He's gonna give the escape right now. Right to a tie-up underhook. Duck Hunters lifts to a bear hug. Sets him down on the mat, throws the half. This could be it right here. Puts him on his back. There's the fall for Nick Nettleton, and with it is his 100th career win. Fall in one minute and six seconds. Congratulations to Nick Nettleton as he just recorded his 100th victory in Exeter history and his career. There's a, a large blow up head, big head for him, and uh, balloons that say 100 and silver and blue and white balloons underneath. So congratulations to Nick Nettleton for his 100th win. So Nick comes over here. They're going to uh, recognize him. He's going to shake his old wrestling coach's hand, John Rugg, as he records his 100th win. So congratulations to Nick Nettleton. And that'll take us to 189 pounds. Mike, a nice moment over here. Uh, Matt DePiro was getting himself worked on by the medic, and he, he, he like pushed her hand away so he could watch the end of uh, that match, watch the end of that 100th victory. And we talked about it. You know, This is a family here, and they, they all are looking out for each other and want to be part of it as well. So, so now we're at 189 pounds with, with Eric Slotnicki against Max McKinstry. So we've got 189 pounds here. Slot Nikki and Max McKinstry. So a nice moment there for Nick Nettleton, as, as his mom had the balloons all ready. His dad, of course, uh, the, the photographer here for all of Exeter Sports. Tom Nettleton does a wonderful job, and uh, just a real nice moment there for Nick as they the balloons for him. As we said, the good news is the balloons don't have to go very far. We, we've got two more matches here to today and if Johnny Miller is successful in his next three matches he will join Nick and uh, they'll have to share those balloons I guess uh, I don't know how you divide them up uh, you have to cut them in half and I think that kind of takes it away um, but again I would want the double zeros you know here's something else you see across the gymnasium you see Daniel Boone's head coach um, uh, with his son. Uh, his son is the top wrestler, I believe, in Berks County uh, at Daniel Boone. Uh, there's two boys over there. Uh, but 
Jim has both his boys uh, over here to watch Nick Nettleton win that last bout, and, and I think that says a lot, again, for just, you know, Daniel Boone's a rival school and everything like that, but, you know, Jim Hogan, the head coach over there, his son, Tucker Hogan, wrestles 172, I believe is the best wrestler in Berks County, but they had their buy round right now. Here was Tucker Hogan over here and, and Coach Jim Hogan to watch Nick Nettleton and congratulate him after he won the match. And again, that just talks more about the sport than anything. That was the respect thing you're talking about. Absolutely, absolutely. And, and I, I think one thing for the Hogans to understand is, you know, um, Tucker's going to win 100 matches by the time he's a junior. Um, Tucker's going to be a state place winner, and, and, and he may be a state champion one day. Uh, I don't want to put the pressure on him, but I think he's that good that he'll definitely be a state medalist, if not a state champion, in the next two to three years. And so uh, that ends the first period here with Eric Slot Nicky. As we said, there's no uh, points on the board here between him and Max Mc, uh, Kinstry. So it's nothing, nothing heading to the second period. Uh, Eric defers, and McKintry takes neutral. So we need Eric, Eric to get a takedown here now. So we're into a tie-up here. McKintry takes the shot underneath. Slotnicki looks to, to cross-face here, get his hip back, and he sprawls back away. Spins behind, caught by McKintry. And now they're in an unhook overhood situation. Neither guy throwing the pancake there, so we'll see. Now, now Slotnicki gets the overhook, tries to get him on the mat. McKintry tries to shoot him out. Slotnicki circles back onto the mat here. Uh, nice moment there for Coach Rugg a few minutes ago with him and Nick Nettleton. It was nice to see him. Uh, Nick, you remember, gave Coach Rugg a big hug, so that was nice uh, knowing that for Nick's first three seasons here, Coach Rugg was his head coach. Uh, coach Rugg just walked through past the head table here. So Slotnicki on top here yet, trying to get behind. He's got McKintry's ankle. McKintry's lifting him up off the mat. Slotnicki's in trouble. He's got to hold on, wrap around the waist here. McKendry steps over. He pops his head here. He's going to get two. There's the pop in the head, but they go out of bounds. They're not going to count. They're going to count McKendry's left foot out of bounds as he popped his head. So he did not get the takedown. We're still on our feet for another 47 seconds here in the second period. So again, Slotnicki goes to the front headlock here, trying to get... Uh, McKintree onto the mat. He snaps him down. He's got to kick his feet back when he snaps down. He's snapping him right down to his own legs. Doesn't help him here. Next time he snaps in, he's going right to the ankle. It's right there. And they break out of the hold. And again, uh, we're 15 seconds left here uh, in the period. Now, Slotnicki spins behind. There's the two as McKendry had both his hands on the mat. Uh, when Slotnicki spun behind, two seconds, one, and that ends the period with a takedown by Eric Slotnicki right there as he spun behind. It's Slotnicki's choice. He should choose bottom here, leading 2-0, and he does. Now McKintry gets on top from left side. He's going to call for caution. He's got a tight waist on instead of just a normal tight waist. He's got it all the way across to the opposite hip. Now he gets on to the other side, and we're underway here. Um, Slotnicki explodes up. goes right back to his base. 
Eric tries to sit out to the right, builds to his base, gets to his feet. McKintree returns him to the mat. Right on the out-of-bounds line, McKintree spins him back in. Eric's got to work back to his base. So now Eric coming up from bottom here yet. So it's 3-2. And they go out of bounds. So there's a takedown by McKintree in the first period. Escape by Slotnicki. Takedown by Slotnicki in the second period. Made it 3-2. And now we're in the third period with Eric down. Up by a point. So again, Eric continues to work. We're under a minute to go here. Leading 3-2. Now he has a two-on-one on him. He's got to break that two-on-one. He's, he's got to fight down inside his hands there to peel that two-on-one off as his hands now cross the bottom. Now he gets his hands out. Good job there. Just over 30 seconds to go here in the period. Slotnicki builds to his base. He's got to keep his base here. Gets to his feet. And they're out of bounds. With 19 seconds to go. There's a lot of young junior high wrestlers around the table. I can't see the scoreboard anymore. So now we get the escape here. One for Slotnicki. He now leads 4-2. Ten seconds to go. They're on their feet. McKentry working hard for the takedown. Again, Eric continues to block. And that ends the match. Eric will win by a decision of 3-2. to two. So Eric Slotnicki, your winner by decision. I'm sorry, 4-2. Four 4-2 two. Four two winner. And that makes it 29-12 for the Eagles as we go to 215 pounds, and this will be Exeter's Johnny Miller looking for win number 98 in his career right now. So Miller here at 215. And the wrestlers shake hands. And we're underway. Miller gets behind. Has to return the man to, and he returns the man to the mat. And there it is, the first takedown. He gets against Vincent Paramateo, and he lets him right back up. So takedown, Miller, escape one, Paramateo. Miller back on the attack on his feet. Has an unhook with left arm here. Gonna bump it up here. Tries to bump it through and, and step back, not there. Now it works again. Now he throws the bye this time, goes to the single. Gets up to his feet, cuts to a double. Turns the corner, there's a takedown. And then he gives the escape right back, so it's 4-2. He's in the takedown again. Very quick shot to the double. Now he turks the leg and elevates. 
Reaches, a claw, reaches across, has a claw on the left side. Driving in, elevating the leg here. Has his three near fall. Mateo Jr., Miller a senior. Miller has a half in the left side now. Reaches back through with the left hand. Half with the, left, uh, with the right arm. Reaches back through. Near fall three. Makes it 9-2. 9-2 on the score. Paramateo goes down here. Miller's going to let him up. 9-3. We've got 31 seconds left here in the first period. And we're right back to live action with Miller. Taps the head, elevates the left arm, bumps it through, right to the takedown. Throws in the right boot now. Looks for the cradle. He's got the cradle locked up. Ten seconds to go. No one's going to slide behind. Paramateo rips him back down. Johnny looked up the clock and kind of relaxed a little bit. And that's the time. 11-3 the score. It's going to be Archbishop Ryan Wrestler Paramateo's choice. He selects down. Miller's going to give the escape. Puts him neutral. <laughs> and we're back underway. Miller takes a shot right here off the whistle. He's in on the takedown. There's two. Trying to lift the legs here as he has a navy ride through. Now he works up the body more. Keeps the navy in with the left arm. As he's on the left hip, he locks it up. Brings Paramateo down. Now he locks it in tight. Gets his three near fall. Catches the left hand now. Now lets Paramateo belly back down. There's the three near fall. That makes it 15, 16 to four. Now he locks the cradle in, and there's the fall. Two minutes and 51 seconds into the match. Johnny Miller with the fall. Win number 58, uh, 98 in his career. That makes it 35 to 12 for the Eagles as we go to 285 pounds and Luke Curlin for the Exeter Eagles. This is Amani Bell. Bell's a senior, 17 and nine coming into today. Curlin rises up high, gets himself caught. Bell just bear hugs him right down to the mat. And there's the fall, seven seconds in. Curlin just reached up way too high, got himself off balance, and Amani Bell, a good wrestler, just put the clamps on him and pinned him right down. And that'll take us to 106 pounds now, where this is Cole Kennedy. Against Racer Boyd for the Eagles. Cole Kennedy, uh, two freshmen out here. Uh, Racer's done a nice job. He's really improved this season. Uh, coming along, a lot more moving out of him. And right there he is on the takedown. Nice double leg takedown.
Racer working hard up the top here. He's got the two on one. Now he switches to a, a power half on the left side. Loses the half Nelson. Still riding a one on one on the left hand side here. We're about 35 seconds into the match. Now he goes to a near side cradle. Overhooks with the right hand. Has a left leg locked up with his leg. Got to post that hand on the mat and run the cradle back down to it. Doesn't do it. Let's. Kennedy belly back down, but he's still working it. He's got to elevate the knee as he drives through. He's got his left hand, and they're out of bounds. So he's got the near side cradle on. He's got to elevate that knee as he's lifting it. He's just trying to drag it together. He's got to elevate it so he gets some leverage with it. And we have a minute and two seconds left here in the first period. Exeter's Racer Boyd up 2-0 over Cole Kennedy of the Raiders of Archbishop Ryan. And we're underway here. Kennedy tries to stand. And Boyd returns him to the mat, riding a two-on-one on the left side here. Changes over, he's got the wrist caught. He's got his right hand through, he's got the left arm caught. And he loses control of the match. Now Boyd continues to work. Now he gets to the near side cradle again. He's got to stick his forehead in the side though, and then elevate the knee. He's physical with his hands, that's good to see on the head. Now he's got to get the chin here. Not the neck, grab the chin, potentially dangerous. Hand goes to the neck, it's gotta go to the chin. That's why the referee, Jose Rivera, stopped it. And we're back underway here. Slammed down hard as he tried to get up was Kennedy. Good job Racer Boyd being physical here. We have 15 seconds to go here in the first period. He's got the bar on the left side. He's got to take the big steps here. Keep going. Now he's got it. He's got five seconds here. He's got to settle his hips back down. He's got to work himself back away from it. Now he's going to lose it there. That ends the, mat, ends the period there. Three near fall. And that stops the action right there. So Boyd takes a 5-0 lead into the second period. It's Kennedy's choice. Kennedy defers. Racer Boyd takes neutral. Like that decision. And we're underway right away here in the second period. Racer's got to get right back to his offense and go. Takes a shot, blocked by Kennedy. Racer does a nice job getting to the front headlock. Gets it, hits a cement job. Nice job by Racer Boyd there. Hit the cement job and threw it. He's got to get his legs clear now. He can resettle himself. He has plenty of time. He's got to understand how much time's on the clock here. Settle himself back, chest to chest. He's got to get his body off. And there's the fall. Two minutes and 28 seconds into the second period. 2.28 in the fall for Racer Boyd. And that runs the score to 41 to 18. Mike, Racer Boyd has really come alive today. You know, he, he has shown progression the last number of weeks, to be honest with you. He's done a very nice job uh, trying different things. He, he, he kind of just had one or two moves he did. Now you see him going through things we talk about, you know, chain wrestling, just continue to be fluid and continue to see what's there and work things and have a plan. His plan was good for that cradle. He couldn't get it, but it was there. But as soon as that cement job opened itself, he banged it and did a nice job with it. Now we're at 113 pounds. This is Ian Lubin out for the Eagles. He's taking on Daniel Perez. Perez in the takedown. Circles through, he gets the takedown on Ian.
So this will be the last wrestled match of this round because we will forfeit to Sean O'Toole in, at 120 pounds. So it's right now 41-18. Perez works to cross-face cradle, trying to lock up the cradle here. It's not there. Ian fights it hard. He's got to get back to his base now. Ian's down his left hip. Now he's got his hand clear. He keeps catching the bottom hand. I'd rather see him attack the top hand, take it off his head and keep it. Got to get his head up now. Good job by Ian to break the hold. Now he sits to, to his left. Back to him to his base. Now Ian to his feet, turns back in. Jumps forward as Perez drops down to his leg. Continues to work forward. Perez catches back up to him, pulls him back in. So unfortunately not able to get the escape there, but Ian was up. Had one leg free as Perez held onto the other leg, but then Perez caught up to him, brought him back. And so now Perez works to cross-face cradle. Five seconds to go here. It's 2-0. That'll end the period. Ian Lubinell's choice trailing 2-0. Lubinell defers. Perez checks to his bench. His coach is telling him to take neutral, and he does. So we're on our feet to start here in the second period. Little movement there by Ian. Nice job. Gets Perez off balance. Doesn't take the shot, though. Perez does to his left. Low single. Ian tries to mule kick his way out as he crawls forward. No takedown yet. Now Ian's got to come back with the wizard this. He gives up the takedown. So it's 4-0 Perez. Perez goes right back to the cross face, trying to get that cradle. He goes cross face to the far ankle. Just over a minute 20 to go here in the second period. 4-0 Perez over Exeter's Ian Lubinow. Lubinow's got to sit through right here, sit himself out from underneath the body. Now he works himself out of bounds. And we're out of bounds here at the restart. 109 to go in the second period. Lubinow sits to his, his butt, works himself up to his base. Perez hangs on the left leg on the restart here. Lubinow crawls forward, and they're going to go out of bounds. And they're out of bounds on the restart. 57 seconds to go. Again, Ian's got to get to his feet and turn back in to the center of the mat as he tries to mule kick out. We've got a caution on red starting position for Perez here. <clears throat> as we talked about, you know, you've got to get yourself clear but you got to do it on the mat. He, can't get, he keeps getting himself stuck on the out-of-bounds line as he's trying to get away. Now he sits out hard as Perez goes tight waist far ankle. Lubinow runs himself up to his feet. Now Perez does a nice job attacking the legs. Puts his uh, shoulder in the middle of Lubinow's back and pressures forward. Ian's up to his base now. Perez has a tight waist and a, a far uh, wrist. Now he drops off the one-on-one -on -one wrist, goes back to the leg. Ian scoots himself out with a little knee slide there. Now he decides the other way. And again, as he creates space, he goes out of bounds. So he's out of bounds. 
Got 29 seconds to go in the second period. The Exeter bench imploring Ian to go here. Just start hitting move after move. Push himself as hard as he can. So again, tight waist far ankle. He breaks him back down. Here comes the cross face cradle again. Lubinow up to his feet. Back down, tries to hop forward. Two seconds, one second, and that ends the period. It's 4-0 Perez. Lubinow's choice, he will take top. Again, we always talk about when a wrestler takes top on their choice. They're looking for one of two things, cross face cradle or throwing legs in. So let's see what Ian does here. He bulldogs the left leg here of Perez. Now he runs across face with the right hand. Gets himself too far out front. Perez is able to circle through, get himself up off the mat. Faces Ian Lubinow and gets the escape. Now it's 5-0. Lubinow's got to take a shot here. Perez has the two takedowns in the match. He's done the same takeout now. So Perez's shots to the, to the near leg every time. Circles to his left, shoot, circles to his right, shoot. There's a double by Perez. <laughs> Has Lubinow up off the mat. Lubinow keeps the wizard in hard. Per gets to his feet. Nice job by Ian Lubinow Lubinow there to, to spin himself back out. Takes a shot. <clears throat> if he finishes his takedown, he's got to continue to go. He's in good position here. He's just got to step over. Work up the back. There's two, the takedown. It's 5-2. Lubinow puts him to his back. I think he got two swipes there. I couldn't tell at the table. If he has the two points, he's got to let him up. Three. Now he's got to cut him loose. He's got a three count there. They're out of bounds. Two-point near fall. It's 5-4. He's going to give him the escape here. Making it six to four. Lubinow needs a takedown. He has 39 seconds to go. And Perez takes the double leg shot. Into the leg. Lubinow's got to fight here. He's got to hook a leg. That's two right there. Pop the head. You're going to get two right here for Perez. Stepped over. There's two the takedown. Perez gets a takedown. That makes it 8-4 with 10 seconds to go. Five seconds. And that's how it'll end. An 8-4 decision for Daniel Perez, who wins by four points, making it 41-21. to Final score will be 41-27 as the forfeit comes to O'Toole. And uh, we'll take a break away here to collect our notes and come back with a recap right after this. You're listening to the Exeter Sports Network.
Penn State Health St. Joseph is here for all of your health and wellness needs. Whether it's our primary care and specialists throughout the region seeing you soon, our urgent care centers in Muhlenberg, Maiden Creek, and Shroustown seeing you quickly, our emergency room in Burn Township seeing you now, or our on-demand app and walk-in lab, mammography, and imaging services seeing you anytime. We're ready when you need us to get you back to the health you need to live the way you want. Visit PennStateHealth.org to learn. Exeter Sports Network. You're listening to the Exeter Sports Network. Don't throw away your favorite t-shirts just because you don't have room to store them. Make them into a memory quilt. Meg's Quilted Memories turns your old t-shirts into a quilt, one that you can cherish for a lifetime or give as a gift. These high-quality, fully customized t-shirt quilts are made right here in Reading. They're perfect to give or get for any occasion, including your favorite 2022 graduate. Meg's Quilted Memories, stitching together your life story. Visit them at MegsQuiltedMemories.com. And now back to the match on the Exeter Sports Network. The arena's been shut. The ice has been melted. The stands have been empty. Empty. But a new day has dawned. The lights are back on. The ice is frozen. The boys are back. It's time to get back to hockey. Your Ruddy Royals and the ECHL are back at Santander Arena. Get your tickets now. We'll sell you the whole seat, but you'll only need the edge. Seasons Cafe in Flying Hills scratches your gourmet itch. Chef Joe Church has been serving Redding's culinary community for 35 years with delicacies like sea bass, Norwegian trout, galamad, and the house favorite, sauteed soft-shell crabs. Seasons has a TripAdvisor rating of 4.9 out of 5 and serves breakfast, lunch, and dinner Wednesday to Sunday with a Sunday brunch to live for. That's Seasons Cafe in the Flying Hills Center. Check us out on Facebook for hours of operation. This is the sound of Exeter Eagles basketball on the crystal clear digital quality Exeter Sports Network. He's on the line. He's got his second. It's coming. And that is no good. It is a two-point Wilson lead. They're on the fast break. They get it to Anthony Cachese. They back it out to Joey Schlaffer. Go cross court to Teddy Snyder. He puts up a three. It's good! Six seconds to go. He hits it. Wilson calls timeout. And Exeter with a one-point lead on a huge three from Teddy Snyder. This is the sound of high school basketball on analog, tired old AM radio. Exeter Sports Network. Snyder, he puts up a three, it's good! Tired old AM radio. You're listening to high school sports coverage from Jerry Gellick Media, the leader in sports broadcasting in Berks County, the home of the Exeter Sports Network and the Saint Sports Network, on the web at jgmedia.us. It's the Exeter Sports Network. Thank you for joining us for this presentation of Exeter Boys Wrestling on the Exeter Sports Network, brought to you by Penn State Health St. Joseph, on the web at pennstatehealth.org, Meg's Quilted Memories at megsquiltedmemories.com, and the Reading Royals at royalshockey.com. This has been a presentation of Jerry Gellif Media. Good night.